0: Hey guys, do you have time for a quick chat before we start the show?
1: Of course, Nate Stonehands. We always have time to chat with the guy who invented barbecuing hot dogs.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Nate Stonehands, speaking with you is sweeter than caramel-covered cocoa beans.
1: Well said, Brent.
2: Thank you, Catherine. That's
0: nice, but I have a terrible secret that I can no longer hide. I screwed up last week's intro so bad that the police called me and said I have to fix them or I'll go to jail.
1: Hush your mouth, Mr. Cool. You are a gentle whisper of cotton and silk. You could screw up a thousand intros and you'd still be our hero and mentor.
2: Yeah, you gentle whisper of cotton and silk dangling on a clothesline in the summer breeze. You're as strong as an ox, as tall as a mountain. I know, but if the intros aren't
0: correct this week, I want you guys to tell my mom, okay?
1: Okay, we promise.
0: Yeah, we promise. Go ahead and open up your new scripts and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club.
1: A show where we talk about films.
0: Movies. And the cinema.
1: Why don't you go ahead
0: and introduce yourself, Kate?
1: Sure thing. I'm Kate, but you two can call me Lady Enigma, the Queen of Riddles. I've hidden a secret treasure somewhere on planet Earth, and you two will never find it, no matter how hard you try.
2: Aw, man. Can we have a hint? Yeah. Lady Enigma, can we please have a hint?
1: Well, okay. I guess you two can have one little clue. On the shores of fair Missouri, where the ocean finds the stone, there lives a charming woman in a quaint two-bedroom home.
2: Hmm, no clues yet. Let's keep listening, though. I think there's more.
1: Near a pile of wood and feathers, In a place reserved for dreams, sits a treasure beyond measure, hidden down below the seams.
0: Damn, that could be anywhere.
2: I'm gonna guess Hawaii. Kate, is the treasure hidden under your bed? No! Are you sure?
1: Nate, delete this part of the episode and burn the hard drive. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Speaking of ruining everything... Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent?
2: Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I'm the number one spaghetti eater in Nova Scotia City.
1: Hey, Brent, sorry to interrupt, but you sound a little different today.
0: I'm so glad you said something, Kate. It definitely sounds different.
2: Well, I'm not recording from home, so that might be why. Where are you? It's not important. Suspicious answer?
1: Extremely suspicious. Tell us where you are right now, Daniel.
2: I'm at the bottom of a well. What? Listen, Mulder and Scully, you don't need to launch a whole investigation. I fell down a well, and now I'm stuck at the bottom. Can we please start the show? How did you fall in there? Oh my god. It's not that big a deal. I was practicing my gymnastics, and I accidentally did a back handspring straight into the well. I fell all the way down to the bottom, and now I'm stuck here. Are you happy? Good heavens, Brent.
1: Should we call the fire department?
2: No. Don't call the fire department. They were super rude the last few times they had to fish me out of here. <laughs> 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 they were super rude to me the last time they had to fish me out of here. I'm fine. Let's just do the show. Nobody's going to notice if you don't point it out. Okay.
0: Nominate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we're doing a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club, and there's a secret about our show, and it's right in the name of it. Friends comes before movie club. So I got to ask my two friends, how you doing?
1: Ooh, how are we doing? I know how I'm doing. Yeah,
0: I'd like to start with you because uh, we all know, me and Brent at least know how you're doing, and it's time that everybody else does.
1: Well. I am surviving in an urban city and a couple things have happened. My home office where I have my private practice, Waldo psychotherapy was flooded and fucking disaster happened and I had to redo all of it. And I spent a whole week doing that. And then on Sunday I was like, Oh my God, I'm almost done. I'm going to go to brunch with my girlfriend. You guys have heard about how I go to brunch with my girlfriends on Sundays every month. Mm-hmm. And I have such a lovely time at a delicious restaurant called Lula's Homestyle Cooking or something off 16th and Main in Kansas City. And I am done with brunch. And I walk out to my car and I open my car door and I realize that my steering console is on the ground and there's napkins everywhere. Some mf'er tried to steal my Kia Sorento.
0: Someone tried to yank the Sorento
1: tried to jack it but guess what jag off I had the fix so all you did was fuck up my ignition and make it so I don't have a car for the next month but you didn't get to steal it (laughs) also Um, they stole a dollar and my free sonic drink token which mm, is bullshit and I yes I did add that to the police report
2: as you should yeah Yeah. as you should I feel like What sorry to interrupt I feel like two things should happen right off the hop I feel like Lulu's Place should give you free brunch next time you're there. Mm-hmm. So if anybody that works at Lulu's or has contact with Lulu's, I think it's um, Lula's. Okay, well we, that's an important aspect we have to get right.
1: It is because there's a Lulu's Taiwanese place that's awesome, and there's Lula Southern Cookhouse.
2: Then mm-hmm. I was at Lula's well,
1: Southern Cookhouse.
2: I feel like Lula Southern Cookhouse should the, your next brunch meal, not your girlfriend's, just yours, should be on the house. That should Thank be you. free, taken care of. So if anybody from Lula's is listening or has contact with Lula's, looking at you, Trav, you Will, you get in there and tell them free brunch next time on a Sunday for Kate. And I feel like Sonic owes you a free drink for a week.
1: I agree. Every day
2: for a week, you get a free drink.
1: You know what? That would really actually help. That would kind of help.
2: Well, let's flex a little bit. Let's see what kind of pull we have on this show. It's people at Sonic in Kansas City. Look it up.
1: Well, how are you guys? And I want some real updates because things are singing.
2: Um, I'm not myself.
1: You haven't been. I can feel that.
2: Yeah, my my energy. I've been sick. It'll be this coming Thursday, which so it's Monday. So this coming Thursday, I'll be two weeks with this cold that I've had, mm. and it's just sitting in my chest. So it's probably going to turn into something. That's probably going to be cool. Fatal pneumonia. Yeah. And then um, today I was in the house and I started a social media campaign for Kevin Ginkle, the pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series. Mm -hmm. Um, I found out that they call him the Gink. Which is awful close to the grink. Yeah. Yep. This is I wrote. this was another
0: sports center moment you had, like the, the second one yeah. in, in as many months. You're on a roll, dude.
2: I said, I got nothing going on besides random things that don't make sense. So let's get put all my power behind Kevin Ginkle mm-hmm. and he's aware of the, the grink tweet. So I said, let's just go full full boss and on it and they never won a game after yeah the
0: minute, <laughs> i noticed that the minute you got on the the diamondbacks train they didn't even sniff a victory ever again
2: no they won game 1 and then i was i said i posted at the rain, the Texas Rangers official account i said you're going to get ginked on tomorrow night and they <laughs> lost three straight games yeah so that didn't work out too well no. and then today um
1: wait can i stop for a second so you were on uh-huh. sports center again
2: no Oh. No, but a sports
0: re- no, no, but a sports reporter asked a professional baseball told a professional baseball player about Brent's grink tweet.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're in the zeitgeist.
2: So if you uh, yeah, if you search was the gink there and people had signed at the game, was the gink there when he came in. Are you kidding? And uh no, no. It's pretty cool. So if you search was the gink there, you'll see it all. And um I was hoping that they were going to go on a tear and they were going to, he was going to become the world series MVP. He'll probably give you a ring. Mm, eventually I get my little sticky hands, like a honey badger inside the Arizona diamondbacks corporation. And I become some kind of figurehead for them, but they lost three straight. Yeah. So today I Melissa made Mars Bar squares last night. Mm. You guys know what they are?
1: I can imagine. What's in a Mars bar?s
2: It's um, it's just a it's a Mars bar. I they don't have that in America. Yeah, we do. Oh, you do.
1: But I've never had one. Is it just chocolate?
2: Yeah, it's like there are a couple of those melted with Rice Krispies with chocolate on top. And I ate like a half a pan of those today. And I ate nine chicken strips at dinner time. I'm fucking living like a Nate right now. What is
1: it? How big are your strips?
2: They're pretty big. Oh, my God. Like a gorilla finger size. Gorilla finger size chicken strip. Yeah. And then I figured, like, what am I doing? And then I it realized it's depression.
1: I'm sure the fuck is.
2: Yeah. I was like, why did I eat half of squares and nine chicken strips? Oh, yeah. You're depressed.
1: Aww, and I was like, this printy. is what depression is. Yeah. It's fine. It's not. like You're
2: full of chicken fingers, so it could be worse. I'm well aware of it. I'm on top of it, which is important and um, I'll be fine. I'll be right as rain tomorrow. Once I get rid of the cold, and I'm not saying it's Kevin Ginkle's fault, but it didn't help. Um, but no, that's not his fault. He never got into any of the games. Um, anyway.
1: Did you, have you stopped walking?
2: No, I walk every day. Dogs, I have to walk every day. It's because of the cold. I have a cold, and it's really, it really bothers me, and I'm short of breath, and I don't... It just everything else going on. So nine chicken fingers and a half a pan of squares later, I realized, oh, it's called the depression. And I, I don't have those moments very often. Like, you oh, you're don't. actively that depressed. Was
3: awesome.
2: No, I know. And I don't know. Like, I never like I sat there and I was like, whoa, what I'm why do I have a stomach? I had a stomach ache because I ate too much. I'm like, why did I eat nine chicken strips? I was like, oh yeah. Depression. I'm proud of you. So um I want to do do bring up the thank you. Um <laughs> my stomach isn't. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up the Kentucky Headhunter watch. Did you guys listen?
0: Kentucky Headhunters update. Kate, what's the Kentucky Headhunters update?
1: No update over here, friends. I haven't listened to them.
0: <laughs> say, say say back to you, Nate.
1: Back to you, Nate.
0: Brent, I listened to and it's
2: good shit. I, I I told you it was gonna be good shit. So don't act like I'm crazy next time. Um, I want to shout out to the uh, well guy on Blue Sky of all platforms, who commented that the third thing we used to say was turkey.
0: Ah, uh, gobble gobble. We figured out
2: wild turkey. It was
1: blessings to that man.
2: It was all figured out. So, uh, Cerberus. What was the first thing we said? Cerberus said <laughs> Hydra and Turkey. Hydra
1: Turkey. Gobble gobble. I knew it was
2: a beast. I knew it was a beast of some sort.
1: I knew it was something, and it was not the Taylor sisters three. Like my sister suggested. Mm-hmm. Which was well, funny. That's what,
2: it's what we're going to go with from <laughs> now on. Taylor. The, we got a Taylor sister situation. Well, if we get three here.
1: in a row, we get a Hydra, we do a Cerberus? Cerberus, then we get a Turkey, and then if there's three in a row, then it's a Taylor triple sister. Taylor. T- triple Taylor.
2: <laughs> triple Taylor. T's, triple T's.
1: You got these triple T's!
2: I came up with an idea for a shirt for um, women with large breasts. Yeah, the shirt, the front of the shirts, it just came to me. The front of the shirt says "hard on the back, easy on the eyes." Gotcha, because yeah. breasts hurt your back.
1: Oh my god, I was thinking of lady on her back, mm-hmm. like it was no. a sexual reference.
2: No, no, I mean it was, but back, a different one. At- no, not really. It was more of a respect to that we acknowledge that you guys are hurting. Oh,
0: ally behavior. I didn't realize. Yeah, like point. <laughs> Good point. You Good guys call.
2: are hurting, but we do respect it. Yeah,
1: Brent Murray's Foundation for Allyship, yeah, and that's what he sells to raise money. If he, sells for- <laughs> <laughs> he sells bras. He sells bras.
2: Every dime counts. Every dime counts. <laughs> uh,
1: well, why well, don't speaking you, of beautiful women? Yeah,
0: speaking of beautiful women, uh, why don't you tell us about the movie you chose this week?
2: I chose the movie based on the novel by a lady. Um, see a lady um i think her name was <laughs> don't know her name suzanne miller i think it was i just came to me mm, i'm not so, so sure <laughs> no i'm, not I'm so- gonna google it right quick i gotta give her 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 flower
1: suzanne collins
2: suzanne Co- see i was very close, close. Suzanne-, suzanne collins uh wrote the novel series of novels called the hunger games and we watched the original og movie the hunger Games, starring jennifer lawrence josh hutcherson a bunch of people um And, uh, yeah. Well, why don't you tell us uh, about the plot of the movie, Catherine?
1: Hold on. I was going to say you're welcome, which you didn't say anything about. No. Okay. No. Okay. The Hunger Games. (laughs)
2: Seamless.
1: (laughs) The Hunger Games takes place in the nation of Panam. Panam? In a dystopian future um which is panem is the remains of north america from an apocalyptic event where the the capital people the people that have all the money and the government have created the hunger games which is a punishment for the different districts in the nation for trying to rebel and so each year one boy and one girl from each district are selected by a lottery to be tributes and fight to the death in an outdoor arena. This is the first time I've ever used the Wikipedia page to talk about it, so that's why it's going so well.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Kate's fucking nail on this.
1: Okay, so please erase all of that so everyone thinks I'm just amazing. So we're going to fast forward to District 12, which is kind of the mining district i think it's probably we would say appalachia guys sure um uh katniss everdeen is a 16 year old gal who has a uh younger sister her mother is neglectful and has a really fucked up grief response and is kind of distant because her dad katniss's dad died so katniss kind of holds down the fort for the whole family katniss also has uh, a hot guy friend played by Miley Cyrus's ex-husband.
3: Um, Boo. and, <laughs> uh,
1: she ends up volunteer. I volunteer as tribute because her sweet little sister was chosen, which is crazy. The male tribute was Pita. His name was Pita. And, um, we find out that Pita used to be in, is in love with Katniss. Um, but she has uh, ambivalent feelings towards him because his family owned the bakery and he would throw bread out to the hogs instead of feeding people. Katniss is a wonderful um, bow and arrow gal. Archery is very talented at that and uh, has a kind of fuck you attitude with the whole Hunger Games because it is bullshit. Long story short, through a series of, Uh, action-packed sequences, Uh, Katniss and Peeta are the last two who live. And then the capital people who run the game said that one of them has to die. And so then they both decide to eat poison berries and then they stop it and they both live. And then thus begins the trilogy of Hunger Games where Katniss becomes the uh leadership ideal of the rebellion against the authoritarian government of panam the
3: end
0: well done Kate. well very done. good
1: that last part after i talked about that i was using wikipedia i did not use wikipedia at all thank you
2: oh i could i was but i was going to interrupt and say she's off of wikipedia right now <laughs> <laughs> let her cook <laughs> let her cook yeah so when she said she's good at the bone air bow and arrow stuff i was like yeah <laughs> She's off the Wikipedia. No,
1: on Wikipedia it says it's she's good at the bow and arrow.
2: Mama's <laughs> making gravy, she's cooking. Uh
0: well why don't we talk about our favorite parts of this movie?
2: Oh yeah. Got a lot of notes I think. Yeah, I got I, notes.
1: I don't have any because I have read the book and watched this movie. And I feel like I know this
0: plot. Uh I'm curious. So did were you like did you know have you had you read the books before the movies or did the movies like trigger your reading of the
1: books? Um I don't remember I think it, I think I watched the first movie and then read all of the books
0: yes yeah, that's what i did with game of thrones
1: i really like so uh something unique about this film is this is the first film that we've done that Juliet has watched with me the entire way through and it was her first time watching it
2: and, welcome Juliet.
1: and i said do you have any feedback you would like me to share on the podcast and she said that she really enjoyed it so I, yeah, I
0: can see why. It's pretty sick.
1: She just was so, like, I can't believe people lived like, like, that they make people do that. Mm-hmm. And that they have, she kept asking, like, they have to kill each other? Like, yeah, they have to kill each other. Like, fucking crazy. Like,
0: like, one of my notes is just, I hate this place. I hate it. I hate the where they the have capital to, city. Yeah, everything about it. I hate it. I hate the government. Ugh. I hate the where they have to live. I hate the Hunger Games. I, I hate this place, and I'd be grumpy like Katniss if I lived there too.
2: It's a cool idea, though. <laughs> I think we all agree on that.
0: Do you mean by the government or the author of the book?
2: By the author of the book. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Like I, I, multiple multiple times, I have this is an allegory written down, which I'm not even sure I know what an allegory means. But I've written it down multiple times. So I know what this is. I know. what uh, I get it. I get it. What the government is bad. I'm not. My support is not for the government. Just to be clear. It's a cool. It's <laughs> a cool idea, though, by Suzanne Collins.
1: An allegory is a story, poem, or picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning, typically a moral or political one. So I think Brent's it's straight on.
2: Fucking nailed it. I First note, right off the top, Prim is kind of a downer. She kind of. She's.
1: Yeah. I
2: agree. Little girls aren't supposed to be like that. I mean, we saw how. Have...
1: But her mom is such a fucking neglectful hoo-ha.
2: Well, she lost the love of her life, and I hope Melissa does that when I eventually pass. You hope she goes catatonic when you're gone? Sure. That will show a
0: lot to me. Like, if you're That's watching heaven. from heaven and she's being a good mother, you're just going to be, like,
2: tisking, yeah. like, crazy. How come she's not staring at the fridge for two hours? What's going on?
1: You know, that's like actually what people think. Like they go to grief counseling and they're like, if I go on with my life, then that means I didn't love the person.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is not true. Is that wrong? <laughs> that is not. True.
0: Oh, OK. OK. This is good. We got the second part there.
2: Uh, the way she talked to that cat. That's the way cats should be talked to. Enough with the cat stuff.
1: How do you have pets? when you're in a starvation society. I don't
0: understand the economy because also right. Jennifer Lawrence's family lives in a huge house. That was confusing to me where it's like this beautiful two-story house, even though it's like gray and dusty. I'm still like, damn, the square footage, that's like twice as much as my house and I got
1: roommates. It's like 2,500. Yeah, like,
2: it seems to be a squirrel-based economy.
3: <laughs> it is <Yeah>. squirrel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was multiple references of how much this how many squirrels this cost this cost me so many squirrels
1: and hunting squirrels is challenging oh is it yes you have to sit very still so that you don't scare them away
2: that's real hunting what people do around here is not hunting where they go sit in a fucking deer blind for eight hours and they put like five hundred dollars with like apples out and then just, just I, do my,
3: really? I don't know if i told
2: yeah i told them, one of my best friends at work he's a hunter and i i don't call him a hunter because this is what they do here's what people around here do when they hunt so deer season's like a month in late october and november so when they go hunting what they do is they have a deer blind they sit in with a heater and they drink coffee and tea and they have a trail cam but they put like they go buy deer apples like five hundred dollars worth of apples and they what put are them deer in apples hunt. they're just apples you know shitty fucking, apples okay hit people think that are yeah the shitty apples so they put them all in a big pile and the deer come and eat the apples and then leave and come back and so they develop a routine and then hopefully they that's leads to them shooting the deer so i describe when he says he hunts i say i said the coworker that he told that to I said no this is what he does it's like if he took me to mcdonald's every day at lunch and said get whatever you want i'll pay for it And then the next day, get whatever you want. I'll pay for it. So after 20-some days, I've eaten McDonald's every day. I trust this man. I know where to go. We're going to get McDonald's. And on the last day, he takes me to the drive-thru and shoots me in the head. (laughs) That's what he does. That's what his hunting process is. What she does is hunting. What they do is is murder. I
0: agree. I really agree.
1: You know what would keep you alive longer than if you were a hunter? If you knew how to trap. And so she knew how to trap. I liked how Pita also he was very into makeup, and really knew how to lay a lay a face.
0: One of the funniest parts of the movie, easily. I also just want to quickly uh, mention that every time someone said Peta, I went
3: Peta. I <laughs> did yeah, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was bad.
3: Peta.
1: <laughs> Jules kept saying, "Mom, it's Peter." I was like, "No, it's not. It's Pita.
2: When Peta, when they were doing their training. And she told PETA to pick up the ball and throw it. Mm -hmm. Probably the least impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. Kato is cutting heads off dummies with a sword, and PETA throws an exercise ball 10 feet at a fucking yeah, 10 feet at a bunch of swords.
1: What would you guys do to be impressive in that scenario?
0: You know what I would do is I would just do mule work. So I'd pick up something heavy and just slowly plod around the outside <laughs> in circles. <laughs> just like, you know, I could keep doing this all day. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't run out of steam, yeah. baby.
1: <laughs> I feel like I would just kick shit. I would just go around punching and kicking shit just so continuously that they start to question if I'm a crazy person. Mm,
0: use insanity yeah. as your weapon. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Be like, this bitch is crazy. Laugh like, while
2: you do it. Laugh maniacally while you do it. Exactly. I'd probably tell, try to like be, tell a lot of jokes to people and stuff.
1: That would help in the Hunger Games. It's really a, a, a comedy-based competition.
2: No, I want to create allies and form alliances.
1: You want to be PETA and then you get fucking
3: murdered.
2: No, I wrote down PETA was doing everything correctly and it would have been hilarious if he killed Katniss right away, day one of Hunger Games
1: hilarious
2: well he played his cards perfectly uh the part
0: when Peter says that his mom was like oh my mom actually thinks we might get our first champion from 12 but she's talking about you when he's talking to jennifer lawrence yeah i wrote down pita's mom got the first body of the hunger games
2: oh god shit. his
1: ass
2: Peter, you fucking <laughs> bread bacon bitch <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, how do you guys feel about tracker jackers
2: i have a section about tracker jackers i was just getting (laughs) into that's we are you know what we're harmonious and that's how you know that we're we're really good at podcasts
1: we missed each other
2: yes um i'm a big fan uh, I like their hallucinogenic properties. And I wrote down, Nate would try to smoke a Tracker Jacker.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck yeah.
2: You know,
0: like if I'm stuck in that tree and I'm trying to wait things yeah. out, I'm going to grab one of them and just at least get one to sting me and
2: see what happens. Like a capsule. Yeah. Like you put in your mouth and <laughs> yeah. Eat it. yeah.
1: You just squeeze it, squeeze the yeah. butt into your mouth.
2: I just oh, thought it'd be funny I'm trying to light up a Tracker Jacker. And I thought it'd be funny if when... She's in the tree with the Tracker Jacker nest, and Rue was pointing at her to cut it, to agitate Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. If that was Rue's way of trying to get her killed.
1: Yeah. It almost worked. Yeah. Didn't you guys Uh, love... Rue, I think, was such a good... I don't know. I liked that there was this sweet character, and that they... Like, this movie is also about grief, and like... I know I always talk about grief, but it's ubiquitous in our society, but I loved the part where they honored her and that uh, Katniss's uh, funeral for rule is ultimately what brought all of the normies throughout the country to root for her. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a, a fuck you to the authoritarian government. Like you might treat us like, you know, disposable, trash, disposable. Thank you. Uh, but we all are unique people. I thought that was beautiful.
0: You could really tell that. I bet they had a lot more together in the book.
1: Well, it's a it's a big sister, little sister. I mean, they play it out in the movie, but it's the it's similar to that with uh, Pr- Prim. Pr- what's her Prim. name? Prim. Yeah. Which their names are kind of similar to, which
0: is... this The biggest criticism of this uh, entire story and franchise is the names are out of fucking control. Like, th- literally <laughs> everyone's name is fucking insane.
2: I like them. I like the names. Yeah? And I'm a big fan of the Hunger games. Like, I'm a big... You guys know, I've said it multiple times, I'm a big, big fan of the concept that Suzanne Collins came up with. Mm-hmm. Like, make these kids fight and kill each other as a punishment for the adults. But cancel it after Rue died. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time I watch this movie and Rue dies, I'm like, why are we doing yeah. this? They're too young. This is uh, this is too much.
0: I think what's weird about me is I was like, if everybody was over 16, I'd be less offended. But the fact that they're small children, I'm like, now we've gone too far. Now this is Fuck wrong. a
1: 12-year-old. It's a 12-year-old. You need to at least have people that have had sex and been mean on purpose Yeah, And,
0: and then round yes. up all of the people who've had sex. Now all of them they're in big trouble. You're going to the Hunger Games. Or the sickly ones?
1: I'd be in it. I'd have more of my name in the Hunger Games than Miley Cyrus's ex-husband.
2: Boom. I feel like that's what we're <laughs> I feel like that's what we should call him from now on too. like forever yeah, and ever. He doesn't get a he name anymore. Be, After what yeah, he did. Yeah, Miley Cyrus's ex-husband. After what he did? I can buy my own flowers, yeah. bitch.
3: Uh to our girl Miley?
2: Yeah, I'm a big Miley fan. I love Ice. She, might, Miley. Be get, she might be getting up there with Ice Spice and
1: No, she's beyond Ice Spice.
2: Here's the thing. Ice Spice is a North American Friends Movie Club brand ambassador. For sure. And no, and I send for sure. Yes. No, for sure. I send pictures of of Ice Spice daily to our group chat and they get ignored like a tracker jacker in a car. <laughs> i don't understand why why we would go against a supporter like ice spice she
0: has been one of our <laughs> biggest supporters kate that's a very she good point. is a
2: brand ambassador and we're like being mean to her she represents our brand and we're like no oh, ice spice no ice spice is a brand ambassador so is linda ronstadt miley cyrus a, is on can
1: i have a my uh can i create a brand yeah, ambassador? yeah
2: who'd you like your brand ambassador long as they, be. long as they ambassador the brand
1: how do they how do they do that
0: well, we'll see. You, you say a person and we'll tell you if they do.
2: You just post pictures in the group chat, basically. <laughs> so
1: I, uh, I have a lot of pictures of thin Post Malone.
2: Thin Post Malone. If Posty wants to be a brand ambassador for North American Friends Movie Club, you know I'd what? i Posty is. I'll, we signed him to a deal? Yeah. Two years, minimum? Yeah post on board okay
0: i i agree uh so it's linda rodstadt ice spice and post malone are currently the
2: north american friends movie
0: club brand ambassadors
1: miley cyrus is an honorable mention at this time
2: it's on she's on our radar she hasn't been drafted she's on, in radar. DM. She's on the radar been a lot of people know um cool people say supper i've I decided that supper is better than saying dinner yeah, i didn't know it until this second
0: but i completely agree 100 i'll never say dinner again
2: supper sounds better it sounds like i know it sounds like lunch no that's crazy supper is supper
1: there's a word for lunch that is not
2: i think in england
0: they call lunch supper
1: yeah that's what i'm thinking supper yeah
0: but this is
2: the north american friends movie club
1: evening meal evening meal so that's what the dictionary says bitches
2: Would you guys like to do the official Hunger Games quiz? I would love to do the official Hunger Games quiz.
1: I volunteer as tribute. I
2: I volunteer as tribute. You nailed it. Nate dropped the bag on it. You nailed it. Yeah. Question
1: number
3: one.
2: How many times was Miley Cyrus' ex-boyfriend's name in the draw? Your options are 38, 42, 32, 48. Who goes first? Uh, This week it's going to be Nathaniel. I'm going to guess 42.
1: I'm going to guess 42.
2: Miley Cyrus' ex-boyfriend piece of shit Dirtbag, by My Own Flowers, bitch, was in 42 times.
3: Wow.
2: Good job, guys.
3: Question number two. What number of the Hunger Games was featured in the first movie?
2: Was it the 74th edition? The 75th edition? The 72nd edition? Or the 77th edition?
1: I'm going to say 74th.
2: Uh, Kate is correct. This is one year before, of course,
0: the quarter quell, which occurs on the 75th mm. anniversary, so this will be the 70th.
2: Quarter quell.
1: <laughs> Look at this dork reading the book.
2: My man. My man. Darn it, the quarter quell.
1: Are we, is this a fucking Harry Potter show? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, there was odds to bet on the tributes to win. What were ruse odds to win (laughs) were they 40 to 1 were they 60 to 1 were they 100 to 1 were they 120 to 1
0: i'm gonna guess the biggest number because even that is too fucking crazy like whoever made who's ever did those odds is asking to get bankrupt so i'm gonna say whatever
2: Mm -hmm. the highest number is okay
1: i'm gonna say what, what did you say 40
2: 40, 60, 100, or 120 to 1?
1: 1. I'm going to say 40.
2: Rue, little Rue, her odds were 60 to 1. Brent's on the board.
3: He's heating up!
2: It's crazy. It's insane. Ugh. Each tribute was giving a rating, a number rating, after they performed their skills in front of the sponsors.
3: What was Rue's partner rating out of 11? Was it 8? 9? Ten or seven?
2: Rue's partner. That same district.
1: Her what was the rating of her partner? Or their rating together?
2: His rating.
1: I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say eight.
3: Okay. I'm gonna say he's a nine. The man who saved Katniss's
2: life from clove on the beach and yelled Just this time for Rue twelve. He was rated number 10.
3: He's heating up.
2: Number 10. He's given 10 Ray points. Ties it up. Oh my god. In a very emotional scene, Katniss is being loaded into the tube to take her up into the platform of the Hunger Games. Cinna pins a mockingjay pin on her uniform and they embrace. Might be her last physical contact she's ever had. What time did it happen at? Oh. Was it 555, 655, 755 or 855? I'm going to guess uh, 655.
1: I'm going to guess 755.
2: She held on to Lenny Kravitz and hugged him. He hugged her in what may be her final embrace before being sucked up the tube to the platform at 555.
3: He's on fire! Damn. Brent. So you're oh, up by two? That,
2: this is
0: a PETA level comeback here, but yeah.
2: Um I'm yeah, I'm He's up by one. He's I'm rolling one. at yeah. one. How left. many left? Uh, uh we have two.
1: Okay.
2: Um I think so. Yeah, two. Two, two left. So we talked about the tracker jackers earlier. Katniss was stung by tracker jackers and had a hallucination and passed out for a few days where Rue helped her.
3: She asked Rue when she woke up who died? And Rue replied Damn. with these two people.
2: Was it <sighs> one and eight? One and nine? One and ten? One and eleven.
1: One and ten.
2: I'll go one and eleven. We all know that I think it was Clove died in one, and the other person that died was from District 10. <laughs> Kate ties it up. Last question.
1: Please tie it up, Nate. Three way tie.
2: Turkey. Taylor's sister. So we could do, since it's right now we're tied, Catherine, in a loving, touching tribute to the movie. We could decide that we don't want to have a winner. I'll
1: die with you, Brent. Mm,
2: that's true. We that's want, true. Well, we don't have to die. Oh, we just okay. have to say we want to live together. <laughs>
1: I turned into Jesus Nate. Christ. I turned into Nate.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and also, you guys are acting like I'm not standing in the bushes with a spear ready yeah. to- like, We're looking yeah,
3: at each
2: other,
1: both, and so. you're the Velociraptor coming in from the side.
2: That's right. Clever girl. <laughs> clever
3: that's like girl.
2: <laughs> Frilly gills. out. <ew. laughs> So, speaking of dying together, they decided to, to do that. They decided to take some poisonous berries. What were the name of the poisonous berries that Katniss and Peeta were going to consume? Mm. Were they called Nightlock, Nightshade, Nightweed, or Nightcreep? I'm going to guess Nightlock. Nightlock. The correct answer is Nightlock. Kate
1: with the wind coming out on top, like Kate I Can't
0: believe it! <laughs> oh, congratulations! Thank Kate. you, guys. I'm just a fucking. That
1: was a good quiz. Piece of shit. No, I that guess. was a really good Wait, quiz. Wait,
0: Brett, let's do death noises.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pick me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Feed my hogs, Brett. Before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what Pete? By oh, like Peta.
2: Pete, like Pita. yeah, yeah, we're both Peta. Oh,
0: you decide Pita. to kill
2: Peta instead Pita. of keep us alive. Congratulations, uh, Kate! I winning in the official quiz.
0: Great win, Thanks. Kate. Uh, you guys want to hand out some gold medals? Let's
3: do this. And silver
0: and bronze. Let's do all the colors. I'm gonna give my bronze medal. This was heart, actually because I, I I have an honorable mention, and that's uh, Donnie Sutherland, Donald oh, Sutherland, yeah. great Canadian hero, uh, king of gentle evil. Mm. He does this all the time, where he's just the most soft-spoken evil guy, never yelling, doing his nice Donald Sutherland voice, uh, but he's barely in this movie. In, he's in the other ones a lot more, and if we were watching the other ones, he'd definitely get a medal, but. I'm giving my bronze medal to the tooch
1: Stanley Tucci oh, Caesar yeah. Flickerman. So good. Uh, he's
0: hilarious. Uh he he that part could be very boring and not a part of the movie that I enjoyed but he makes it amazing cuz he's so uh disingenuous.
3: I like him a lot.
1: I'm going to give my bronze uh to Elizabeth Banks. Um,
0: Lizzie Banks.
1: Because I think in general, she's a she's a fantastic actress and is very humorous and uh, is a great filmmaker. And I think in this role and throughout all the other movies, but I just really like how she plays like disliked. Like she's innocent. You can tell that she likes the fashion. She's like innocent, but guilty. I don't know how to describe the flavor, but I liked what she did.
0: Yeah, she's quite complex, actually, because yeah. she, there is another side to the just vapid, uh, doesn't realize how horrible the situation is. Like She slowly comes to realize how horrible the situation is, and she yeah. plays that
2: really well. Thank you. She's like a good dip. What do you mean? Complex and with layers. Mm. seven seven nice bean dip yeah (laughs) good bean dip my uh bronze medal is going to the tooch the tooch like all nate nailed it everything he says he makes it he gives it some kind of some swagger some pizzazz some style it could be boring but the hair color the big teeth everything loved it
0: uh, and I'm with Kate on uh, Elizabeth Banks' performance. I gave my bronze or my silver to Lizzie Banks. She's fucking great in this movie, and she's even better in the w- ones that come after. But in this one, she's great, and she's a good film director. She's a she's awesome. I like. She's a national a
1: treasure for Americans, yeah. or maybe Absolutely. she's Canadian.
0: I think she's American. We would. I would know.
2: We would just North her. American. Yeah.
1: North American.
2: Like a possible brand ambassador in the future. Yeah, definitely.
0: On, in the running, for sure. I mm-hmm. hope we see a lot more of her. Who'd you give your silver to, Kate?
1: Oh, pardon me. So I'm feeling... So I want to give it to Woody Harrelson, but I'm not going to. And okay. who I'm going to give it to is someone who I actually don't want to give it to, but I feel like they earned it, which is Josh Hutcherson, who played Peter. Peter. I think he played the perfect meek, strong guy against Jennifer Lure- Lawrence's strong, strong woman.
3: So mm.
2: He's well, getting my silver. And throw that ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man throws a ball like man we'll do
3: that exercise ball. ball.
2: My silver medal is going to the one, the only J-Law. God love mm-hmm. her. God bless her. Strong. Strong. I don't know. She's good. <laughs> She's good. Nail yeah, it. I
0: like her as an actress a lot. I think that she's very young in this movie.
2: So, really? I don't think I do. I think because I like, I love her in this because t- to me, she like, I loved the book. And then when I saw the movie, she pers- personified this love character I had. So I'll always remember her as that. So I don't like to see her in anything else. That makes sense.
0: Mm, interesting. Because what I like about the, the movies that come after this is she becomes kind of, well, really super famous after the first one. And her her personality is so much more present in the second and third and fourth movies where she has this sense of humor. That's like very, like she's like a dude. I can't describe it in either way. Like she's got a hockey dude sense of humor where she's just busting balls. Yeah. And, uh, she's not very much like that in this film. She's just very serious and, you know, getting traumatized, so it makes sense. She does a good performance, for sure.
2: She'll always be Katniss Everdeen, yeah.
1: So, Nate, you also gave her the gold, silver?
0: No, I gave mine to Lizzie Banks. Uh, she didn't make my medals. She would have been the second, third, and fourth movie, for sure, but I gave my gold to Woody Harrelson in this movie, Returning Champion. I think it's the third time we've seen Woody, at least the third time, because he was in Kingpin and No Country.
1: Oh yeah, we uh, uh, we stand Woody Harrelson.
0: We love Woody. He's and he's great in this. He's perfect for the role, and he he's uh, he brings a level of seriousness to it that grounds the whole movie. I think actually, so I'm gonna give it to Woody.
1: That's The that awesome.
2: scene where he was talking about where she shot the apple out of the pig's mouth was great.
1: I'm gonna give my gold to J Law. For all of uh-oh. the reasons Wait that one Nate second. said.
2: Wait one second. Oh, oh my god. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, He's here.
0: I hear you blabbering on. That's
3: <laughs> <next> god damn weird. I swear to <laughs> God you can have that. Will a
1: I'm giving Excellent. my gold to Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I think that she is very relatable To women such as myself, who are assertive and are not meek. And I think that uh, she is one of my favorite movie stars. um, Because she feels very accessible and real and grounded to me in every performance she does. And I think she has great range. And last night, I watched the movie she was in that new it's like so fucking dumb it's like a new Mm rom-com where she has to have sex with the guy to get a car it's not it's not amazing but like she's just a big goof and like to not take yourself she's just got range and i i just really like jennifer
2: lawrence so yeah for sure yep um my gold medal is going out to uh donald sutherland donnie said
1: donnie
2: i for the first time in my life probably another reason why I ate a half a pan of squares today. Mm -hmm. I resemble Donald Sutherland more than the male lead in the movies now.
0: Ah, you're Mm. relating to, you're finally seeing yourself on screen
2: again. (laughs) Yeah, um, (laughs) he, I think he's perfect for President Snow. He's just Mm -hmm. got the perfect face, demeanor, attitude, and just his lines in the movie. We're talking about, like, excitement when people get the crowd gets excited and a spark, and all that. It's just so excellent. And the way he gets rid of the Games Master by mm-hmm. making him eat the Nightshade Berries. Mm. Just unbelievable. Pushed me over with a feather. Loved it. Donald Sutherland. Gold medal.
0: His voice. Probably one of the top ten best voices on planet Earth. is just so fucking good.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um. Well, why don't we give this movie a rating, you guys? i The script for this movie based on the novel The Hunger Games, what did you guys think of the script for this movie?
2: Um, I love the book and I think the script pretty much summed up everything. You could if you you didn't read the book, you could figure out what was going on from the movie, so I'm gonna give it a 10.
1: Yeah, I don't have any complaints, and everything made sense. So I'm giving it a 10.
0: Uh, I'm with Brent. I think this is a really good idea for a story. It's actually, like, it's probably been done several ways in the last 50 years in Maze sci-fi. Runner. Yeah, like, with I I, I don't think it's, like, inventing something brand new, but uh, it is done really well, and... It's quite a compelling story. Uh, I, don't, I never read any of the books, and I really enjoyed watching these movies and just uh, existing in it, so
2: it's got to be a 10. Squid Game just did this, the exact same thing as The Hunger Games, and it became huge. Oh,
0: that's a good point. We like to see it. We like to see it when rich people are making us
2: uh, kill each other. We like it's it. An it's
1: an allegory.
2: It's an allegory. I was just going to say, it's an <laughs> allegory for present day, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> uh,
0: deep commentary here on the North American Friends movie but That's why you guys tune in. The art direction
2: for this movie hard to the back, easy on the face. <laughs> sure.
1: Art direction gets a ten only because Peta and his makeup. Oh my god!
2: Man, look like a rock.
0: Fucking you! You show me ten. You show me a hundred pictures. I say that's a rock every time. <laughs> <laughs> Even once I know what to look for, I still say that's a rock.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Um, I will, I want to give it a ten. I really do. I want to give it a ten. Can't do it. Uh, based solely on, I didn't like their outfits they wore when they were doing the presentations for the, the sponsors. Mm. Mm. Didn't like it. Bothered like me. That. Sticks with me. Fashion criticism a, from Brent. I give it to the guy that has pants on that are currently over ten years old. Um, number nine. That's what it gets for me. on nine. I gotta give it a ten. This movie looks amazing.
0: The costumes are fantastic. Uh, I the my least favorite part was probably the parade costumes. I thought those were all kind of corny, but literally every other costume in the entire movie is perfection. Even the girl on fire costume, I, I that to me didn't do didn't do much for me. It, they it's get the girl better on the fire. second one. Yeah, I I think it didn't look great. Didn't look yep. great to me. I'm like, mm, doesn't look like fire to me. I'm not. Tr- I'm not fooled at all. Is what I <laughs> said.
2: With <laughs> your arm is folded. Yeah, like that's that? right. Mm. I, I, I
0: said, that's, that's not fire. Not
3: real fire is not, not fire. fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still give it a ten because everything looks amazing, and uh, I. If I was going to take a point away for anything, it would be that beard that the Games Master had, which should be illegal no matter how dystopian the world is. But Yeah, that's
2: enough to eat the berries right there. (laughs)
1: The worst. I feel like we're in 2007.
0: Like, holy shit. Uh, The music in this movie. What did you guys think about the music in this movie?
1: I, I, Brent, I don't know if there's bangers, but the soundtrack had a lot of amazing artists on it. So... I'm gonna give it a nine, but I could be convinced higher.
3: Um,
2: you know my rule. We've had it from day one: no bangers, can't <laughs> get a ten. Can't get a ten if big, there's no bangers. Big missed opportunity during the chariot parade to have an instrumental version of Alicia Keys. That girl's on fire. That girl is on fire. on fire. What instrumental version of that would have gave it a ten? It would have been a banger. Um, but I give it a nine. Big missed opportunity. Nine.
0: I will say nine as well Because I liked all the music It's totally appropriate uh, But nothing uh, Memorable except for the whistling So that's just a nine
2: Could you imagine if Instrumental version of Girl on Fire During the Chariot Parade And instrumental version of Bob Seger's Like a Rock When he was painted (laughs) up like a rock Could you
0: imagine? Yeah, that'd be be a ten for me it would have been Turkey Hydra like Servers. I
2: was standing tall, Joe. Oh. Like Clock Rock. Instrumental like version a rock. of
0: that. <laughs> and him
2: holding her by the ankle. Yeah. They're all fucked up off. <laughs> Tracker Jacker Juice. Half on burnt down. Root dead in a ditch somewhere. Emotional. DJ Juice. Love it. DJ Juice.
1: Uh, do you guys know Donald Sutherland's from Canada? He's Canadian. Oh,
2: we know. Oh, 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 okay, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. sorry, yeah, we know. Do you know we that very... we play hockey
2: in Canada? Yeah, yeah. we're very
0: proud.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we
2: hold on to celebrities Canadian. like that. They are a grim death. <laughs> yeah, the fact that Pam Anderson <laughs> is Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> Alan Thick. Alan, we celebrate Alan Thick. <laughs> Who died? Rest in peace. Tragically, at a hockey game. Like we'll defend a Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland Kiefer is Canadian. Canadian damn right he is he's donald's son
1: was he born in canada
2: 100 percent.
0: probably i i gotta look now because i'll be really disappointed if he was he born is in described la
1: described as a canadian actor and musician
0: thank goodness thank goodness
1: i had no idea that the sutherlands were canadian oh yeah uh he was he was born in paddington district of london actually so he's
2: english Mm, he was born in England, closer to Canada than it is to the states
0: yeah. that's true. oh, and his maternal grandfather was Tommy Douglas, the guy who got us free health care that we described earlier. Wow, everything's wow. connected
1: Wow
0: Everything's coming he was up the Sutherland
1: seventh premier of Saskatchewan
0: yeah, and he's our boy, like health care I got free heart surgery, so. I'm down with this guy, man.
1: Oh, my God. We should create our own medal for the North American Friends Movie Podcast and name it after Tommy Douglas.
0: Oh, or Kiefer Sutherland. Or Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland The
1: Family Tommy Douglas uh, Medal, <laughs> Tom medal Douglas of Honor. Sutherland
0: family Award. Of... Okay, well, yeah, we're going to have to do a year-end wrap-up, so yeah, write that idea down. Did yeah, we just idea.
2: create the Sutherland Foundation? I think yeah, we did. Sutherland Foundation.
1: <laughs> Tommy Douglas Ma- Medal of the Sutherland Foundation.
2: <laughs> now for the medal, honoring Thomas Douglas of the Sutherland Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: They call this movie. I better look it up so I get it right. I better look it up. This is a American dystopian action film. We got to see some dystopia. We got to see some action. How do you feel about it?
1: Yeah. It's pretty bleak. Uh, It is kids bleak. I want to give it a 9.5. Can I do that?
0: I'm going to go full, yeah, of course, I'm going to go full 10. I think uh, dystopian movies can be, like, actually fucking super corny, super boring, and this isn't corny or boring. It actually is just, like, grotesque in a way that's uh, very compelling to watch. So, yeah, big big 10 for me.
2: I liked it because it's dystopian in the future and all that stuff, but all the districts are still broke-ass, poor looking like the 30s 50s 40s and it wasn't too weird um but and then the capital is weird but that's normal uh, i'm gonna give it a 10 it is an american dystopian action movie okay and if you knew somebody and they came up to you
0: and they were like man i love american dystopian action films uh, and you were like have you heard of the hunger games and they were like no would you rec? how much would you recommend this movie
2: to them i here's i'm sorry to interrupt there kate um i look at it this category as if it's All a I novel did was
1: breathe and i yeah, love you I so know. much grant but you knew i, I, I know coming in
2: i knew and i'm an ally d- from day one start of the show i got it <laughs> i'm an ally <laughs> it's true and i want to reiterate that hard in the yeah, back easy on the record. eyes yeah um i look at it as the rating the recommending because hey if you like the book would i like the movie okay i like that all right so i loved the book and i loved everything about the book and to see it be personified it's i think it's an easy automatic 10 for that
1: i agree i watched this with my eight and a half my eight and a half year old daughter in and- it was fantastic. So not only do I recommend it, I recommend it as like a family watch. Ten. <laughs> uh,
0: I I got to agree with you guys. We got to complete
2: the Cerberus. That's three tens. That's a turkey and a Hodger and a Taylor sister right there. <laughs> uh, It's
0: kind of a weird movie if you think about it, because it is supposed to, at least partially be for younger people. Um, it's geared towards younger pe- people, but it is extremely fucked up and it's quite violent and pretty fucking horrific. So it actually somehow walks that
1: line and pulls There's it There's not off. much blood though. Like there really isn't much gore actually. And they do not actually show a lot of the killings the way they film it.
0: It just say feels like it. Yeah. Somehow they make it feel like
1: it. Yeah.
2: The, the 5 o'clock news is more violent than this. Oh. For
3: sure.
2: For political, sure, Grandpa. Little yeah. little political commentary on the show. That's right. I can throw down serious. Yeah, you guys want me to throw down serious talk? I can throw down serious talk. <laughs> okay. You can see more vile images towards human beings on the 5 o'clock news than you can in the Hunger Games.
0: Uh, so tune into our bonus episode, Brent's takes, where he's going to take on all the political issues of the day in a Bill Maher-style roundtable.
2: What's Sleepy Joe doing at the wheel now? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
0: Uh, <laughs> oh no! This movie gets a forty-eight point four—a very good Ooh. score and for a very good movie.
2: That is much more than I thought.
0: I guess all we have left to do is get. Our pick for next week from Kate. So Kate, what movie would you like to watch next week?
1: You guys, there Mm -hmm. are so many great films that were initially novels. And so.
3: (laughs) Hunger Games (laughs) 2.
1: No. So I've been thinking about this since Nate chose the theme. And initially I was like, for sure, I'm picking The Notebook. For sure. And then I thought about it and I was like, I don't want to pick the notebook. And then I was like, oh my God, where I want to make them watch one of my favorite movies, the Wolf of Wall Street. But it is three hours long and I just watched it and it's like
0: classic Marty.
1: And so we are going to be watching the John Grisham film, the firm.
0: Fuck. Yeah. We've been talking about Grisham. I'm so psyched to do Grisham. (laughs) i never saw also,
1: it. also in honor of my darling sister jennifer who turns the youngest 50 year old you'll ever meet in your life on november 12th so happy birthday to my sissy and in honor of her we're gonna watch the firm that takes yeah. place in memphis
2: happy birthday jennifer early birthday um this by just going by t- title alone i feel like corny gary's gonna make an appearance
3: i mean we've i mean it's, I mean, been a
1: it's while. tom cruise
3: yeah. so well yeah the firm it's, so yeah. the firm
1: oh okay i get it now yeah, yeah. okay
0: see Brent, I-, I got it right
2: away see nate gets it
0: uh well that's what we're gonna watch next week we're gonna watch the firm starring tom cruise and maybe like uh maybe like uh what's that guy's name what's- He's a Gene Hackman.
1: Maybe it's got definitely got Gene Hapkin. It's, Have we had a Gene Hackman?
0: I don't yet? think we've seen Gene. Ha- oh, this is directed Sidney by Pollack. Sidney Pollock, who is a yes. great director. So actually this Gene- will be those. We've Ed Harris, Gene Triplehorn. Okay.
1: Holly Hunter, Hal Holbrook, Gary Busey.
0: Oh, we got some Wilfred guys Rindley's in it. Wilfred. That's his second appearance. I think.
1: I don't think this is going to be like a super high scoring film but I think we'll all enjoy it because it's just like a legal thriller. Like, mm-hmm. if you have any interest in a legal thriller, this is a solid
0: one. I'm a Grisham guy. I got to say, I read a lot of Grisham. Grish boy?
2: I'm a Grish guy. <laughs> Grish I guy. read a last, the tort lawyer or something about the tort, mm-hmm. suing pharmaceutical companies. I was looking like at my favorite Grisham book. Tobin Bell's in it. He's the guy, he's the Saw villain. Oh, he's Mr. Saw? Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, well we'll watch that next week And that means all that's left to do is say goodnight, Kate
2: Goodnight, Kate <laughs> Goodnight, Kate <laughs> <laughs> that good. oh,
1: You <laughs> did it! That was a good one
2: No lawyer has
0: ever left your law firm alive
1: We have to behave exactly as we have
0: been. They can get to anyone, anywhere. We keep each other's secrets. Why are you asking questions about dead lawyers?
2: Are we misreading him?
0: They might know how important your young wife is to you. Your life as you know it is it's over. I know you'll do your best to protect the firm. Won't you mention? The firm radar, starts Wednesday, June 30th everywhere.
2: That's, we brought this back down to the squirrel-based economy.
1: Uh, the SB. The SBE.
2: The SBE crashed today due to (laughs) (laughs) ticks.